It's the Locked On Aggies Podcast, presented by Locked On Podcast Network, talking all things Texas A&M. Now, here's your host, Cole Thompson. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat, talking all things Texas A&M, and today, we're going to be looking at what could possibly happen with the 2020 season. Now, of course, the whole goal during this COVID-19 crisis is that football will return to its normal capacity for kickoff in September. Unfortunately, while some conferences are open to start play, others could be derailed a little bit, forcing players to miss time, which could lead to the NCAA in general just saying, all right, if you do not want to play With or without fans, we cannot force you, but we are still going to have a season. And one of those uh, conferences is the Pac-12. Pac-12 is still on the fence of whether they would have a season or not. So with that in mind, and Texas A&M facing Colorado this upcoming season, who could potentially be a replacement for the Buffaloes should they sit out in 2020? Before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. That is my name. Don't wear it out. I am the host of the show. I always love constructive criticism, whether it's positive, negative, something that I did right, something I did wrong. I always love getting your feedback. So make sure you give me a follow at Mr. Cole Thompson to stay up to date with everything related to the 12th man and also at Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source of all things Texas A&M related content here on the Locked on Podcast Network. So make sure you give us a follow or make sure you subscribe as well on iTunes, Spotify, or give us a listen at LockedOnPodcast.com. So with everything going on with COVID-19, we already know that it's been kind of a difficult situation. You're trying to figure out what you're going to be able to do, what you can't do. But the ultimate goal is for sports to return at some capacity, whether that be with fans in the stands or watching at home. Ross Bjork, Texas A&M's athletic director, recently came out and spoke of what could happen in the future, especially with the state of Texas slowly but surely opening back up to the public. You have to look a lot at what is going on around the country to kind of decipher it, and every state is different. Governor Greg Abbott is trying to get the country back into a more normal state while more inflicted areas are taking time to rebuild the country. And again, this doesn't mean that the lockdown's over in Texas. This doesn't mean that there won't be any more restrictions, that the COVID-19 crisis is not to an end. It just means that they're going to start refraining and opening up a little bit more, allowing more people in the same capacity with better tests. So the SEC is set to make a decision this upcoming Friday whether they will allow athletes back on campus to reopen facilities. And Texas A&M's athletic director, Bjork, has a preference of what he wants to happen. In a quote we found, My position is that now the state is open and we should have the SEC prohibition until May 31st. My stance is that June 1st should be the date. Not everybody in college football will agree with this of bringing up athletes too soon. Uh, Oklahoma's head coach Lincoln Riley made headlines last week that stirred a debate suggesting that schools practice patients should wait as long as possible. But according to Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bosley, 
His conference is looking to er open up as soon as early June, with mid-June, early July as the latest possibility. Bjork had a comment to that, says, Well, as it relates to soon, none of us are doctors, none of us are medical experts. We have to follow their guidelines and the guidance that is getting it to where it will be safe to bring back athletes. It'll be safe to operate in our facilities. We can really operate in a manner of where we can protect our student-athletes inside our facilities, more so than we believe of being outside our communities. We believe that it's safe to bring them back. So Bjork basically is saying that in his area of the state, which I guess if you had to put it in a closer area of context towards the major cities that have been affected by COVID-19, it's the greater city of Houston. Houston is slowly opening back up. I am a Houstonian. I live in the area, so I know the area very well. Everything right now is still at about 25% capacity with more and more locations opening. Uh, the mall recently opened up to a limited customer per service. You did have a click account to get in. Uh, you have restaurants that will turn people away or make them wait, even though the restaurant is dead to keep it at the 25% capacity rule. But... Governor Abbott is supposed to make another announcement that 50% of all venues, all facilities can open up within the coming weeks, which is trending in a positive direction towards getting sports back, at least in the state of Texas. There's other things going around the league, such as in MLB, they might end up having teams play certain seasons in only several stadiums with seven stadiums. 7 to 10 games a day, or I think it's actually more like 4 or 5, if we're being completely honest, but all-day games to where fans can come watch their sports with players having fans in attendance. And Houston and Arlington for the Texas Rangers, Arizona, I think St. Louis is another location to where they would have these games, especially to help out on the East Coast side. Florida is slowly opening up as well to where they would be able to have that kind of capacity for the East Coast teams maybe playing down at Tropicana Field. All of these things are definitely areas of where you hope that things are trending positively, but you don't really know uh, until the government really decides on what we're going to do moving forward. Everything is still up in the air, but Bjork wants to be able to get his players back into the facilities to work out. This isn't just to give Texas A&M or any team for that matter, a lead when it comes to prepping for the 2020 season. It's to get them back in shape. It's to get them working in the right nutritional system. It's to get them with doctors who maybe if they suffered like a minor sprain while running drills in their backyard, they can go check that out and see what the severity of it is. It's a lot of little things like that, that Bjork, I think, is trying to get ready for. It's not about... Let's get them right in the middle of practice. Let's get them back in pads. Let's get them going. They don't need a summer. We're going to catch up. And then when the season kicks off, we'll be ready to go. And we'll be able to show everyone, hey, guess what? We are here and we're not slowing down. It's more so, I think, just to make sure that these athletes get back into a regiment of what it means to be a college athlete. There's a lot of things that could go right with this. There's a lot of things that could go wrong with this. But with Texas being one of the states that's slowly opening up faster than anyone else, this is what is going to hopefully be the biggest stretch to show the rest of the country 
while we may not be perfect, we are trending in a direction that we do believe is going to work in our favor. We may force ourselves into an adverse situation that we don't want, so we'd rather ease into it, Bjork said. Open early, allow voluntary activity, allow the young men and women to come back onto our campus. That's the mindset we're approaching. There's a lot of confidence in Bjork that also the upcoming football season will be in development without any type of delays for 2020. Again, I don't think Bjork is looking at this as let's give ourselves an advantage because our state's opening back up. I think it's more so let's get our players back in and if they choose to come back in, they have that option now to be a member of our staff, to work with people who need to be back and work, work with coaches who, especially freshmen, who need to show, hey, listen, we're here, we're trying to gear up for the upcoming season, and this is the easiest way. We cannot force you, but if you want to come back, and I believe 99.9% of players want to be on campus right now to better themselves for the impending season, they now have that option. But again, Texas is different than California, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, anyone in the West Coast. And the Pac-12 is not as sold as most teams in the SEC about heading back in early. The only problem with that is that Texas A&M will face a Pac-12 team in Colorado. So what could happen, say, if Colorado decides not to play in 2020? We'll be breaking down that in just a quick moment. Howdy, everybody. It's Cole Thompson from Locked On Aggies. And much like you, I'm trying to stay in shape during this quarantine without going to the gym. But part of staying in shape is by having the right nutrients added to your body. And I think I've recently found something that really is not only great tasting, but great for me. And that's in Built Bars. Built Bars are more than just a tasty treat. They are a protein-packed power bar that keep you going throughout the days. And they come in 16 amazing flavors, all covered in 100% real chocolate, plus they're soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy because it helps you lose and maintain your weight while also having a delicious flavor added to your mouth. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, and high in protein. Let me give you my favorite example for the peanut butter brownie. Comes with 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, and 3 grams of net carbs. 3 grams of sugar. You're not going to be able to find that anywhere else. Why don't you go ahead and try your favorite bar by going to BuiltBar.com and using the promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order. Remember, that promo code is LOCKEDON for $10 off BuiltBar.com. So go ahead and try your favorite Built Bar today. Not only will you be building muscle, you'll be building confidence in yourself to look better when it comes time for summer season. Gig em, y'all. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, let me get your opinion on something. Do you like quality content surrounding all things with your favorite team by people who know exactly what they're talking about? If so, why not listen to a Locked On podcast today? The Locked On Podcast Network has over two dozen college sporting events, plus every team covered in the NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, and all the up-to-date information to keep you ready for fantasy football season this upcoming year. So why not go ahead, download us on iTunes, listen to us on Spotify, or go ahead and send us a like at LockedOnPodcast.com. Give us a like. Give us a follow and start listening to your favorite team every day, every single day here on LockedOnPodcast.com.
We're talking about what could happen this upcoming season now that Ross Bjork's comments have come out, Texas A&M's athletic director. The biggest thing is that there's some teams and there's some conferences wanting to open the facilities back up right after their ban is lifted. Right now for the SEC, it's May 31st, so that would be June 1st would be the very first day you could start seeing fans enter, not fans, my bad, uh, athletes enter the facilities for off-season program. That was kind of around the same date of when summer ball was going to be taking a break. They'd be coming back middle of June, late June, and then start summer ball early July. That would be the normal schedule for teams in the SEC. Now what they would do is because of this break, they probably would just go work on through it. And again, a lot of these teams can make their own rules. Ross Bjork has come out and said, I'm doing this as a voluntary program, which means if you choose to come back up, you can come back up. If you choose not to come back up, you don't have to. We're not going to force you to. But on the flip side of things, just because the SEC is trying to move towards getting ready for their upcoming sporting season, that doesn't always mean the same could happen for other conferences. And that includes one out west in the Pac-12. According to Bjork, he has already spoken to both Fresno State, which is outside of uh, Los Angeles, and you also have Colorado. He's spoken to both athletic directors, and their comments were, we're coming to Kyle Field, count on us being there, so they plan on playing. At the same time, they have no guarantees that they can't. Bjork can say that every athletic director is planning on getting ready for this upcoming season. But the Pac-12 could come out and say, listen, if we're going to play, we're only going to play teams not only in our conference, but only teams around our area to where we could do it in a day drive. We could literally get up in the morning, go take a flight, cross take, take a flight, cross town, play the game, get them in, get them out. They don't have to stay at a team hotel. They don't have to prep. Are they going to be a little tired? Yes. Is it not going to be the most comfortable ride home? Absolutely. But what you can do is you can tell these players, hey, there's a season happening. Which means, though, Colorado especially, we'll start with them, because that's the bigger of the two games. Would they make that flight to College Station to play that day? Because technically, even if Texas is somewhat in the region, and I put that in air quotes, what region aren't they really in except the East region? And even the East, you still call it the Southeast because it's going that way. Texas is the second largest state behind Alaska and is the largest landlocked state in our country. So it's a part of the Southwest. You include the Southwest as Arizona, as New Mexico. You can throw Colorado probably in there. You throw maybe parts of Kansas. You can even throw probably... I'd say the bottom of Nevada in there. That's Southwest. Then you have just the South Central. Oklahoma, Nebraska, Kansas. Then you have this Arkansas probably even in there. Then you have the Southeast. Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Kentucky, probably Tennessee's in that, in that region. Maybe you throw Alabama in there as well. And then Georgia's kind of like the end of the Southeast. Texas is in all those regions. But if they're in the Pac-12, where the teams are all California, Arizona, Oregon, Washington, that's your region. They're not going to go travel to Texas to go play in that region. So the question would be, who would be a team that they would be able to face in that region, if not Colorado? 
there's one game that automatically comes to mind, and it's one that I think a lot of fans would actually enjoy if this had to happen. Now, also, the NCAA would have to go through a ton of regulations, but this plays in both teams' favor so they don't miss out on playing a game and they have an extra bye week that could help or hurt their schedule later on. And that's Texas Tech. Hear me out. Texas Tech, on the same weekend that A&M is supposed to play Colorado, was supposed to play Arizona. Now, if Kevin Sumlin's squad says, hey, the Pac-12 is telling us we have to play only these regional teams, okay, we have to play somebody that week. Colorado, same thing. They're in the same region as Arizona. Maybe you can go ahead and schedule a bye week or move the schedule up to where they add another Pac-12 team that was supposed to have a bye. Maybe they face Arizona instead. But Texas Tech and A&M both would now have a bye week to where why not just play each other? There's already the history of the two schools. They played together in the Big 12. They had a, not a fierce rivalry, I would say, but they had a pretty dang good one. When you look at the record, they match pretty evenly. A&M leads the all-time series 37-32 to with one tie. Uh, the largest victory came by A&M 47-6, but also you had another victory that was the same amount of length, and that came by Texas Tech 56-17. The longest winning streak for both teams is AM. I mean, it's six games. They both have six games. AM won six straight from 1927 to 1945. Tech won six straight from 68 to 73. The winning streak right now belongs to AM with three. Besides that, the Big 12 needs to have a Power 5 team to face. Plain and simple. Chris Walls is trying to take his team to the next level in his second year after being the head coach at Utah State. He's trying to find ways to make his team look even better. He's trying to bring back some relevance to Lubbock. Why not play AM? Not only do you have the Big 12 rivalry in there, but you have a team that's also looking to contend for an SEC title. And... If anything goes wrong with Kellen Mond or anything goes wrong with the new pieces to the offensive defense, this could be a big-time scoring game. It also could be a very low-scoring game. We don't know what the offense is going to be for AM. and while the Big 12 is known for giving up tons and tons and tons of points, outside of Isaiah Spiller and Jamon Osmond, you have to hope that Kellen Mond is pinpoint accurate entering his final season. If that's not the case, it takes one interception to change a game. They have a pretty young offense up in Lubbock that last year finished, I think, 11th in the Big 12, but it's not losing that, that many pieces, so it could only improve. Cliff Kingsbury wasn't able to get the job done to his alma mater, but at the same time, he still got a job in the NFL. Chris Wells, while... Nothing more than just, I would say, an average coach minus the one season at Utah State. Could be doing something very similar. Building up a contender to fight in the Big 12 in a few years. They're still the little brothers of the Big 12. But if you're not going to play Texas and you have a team that is going to play another team in the same conference as Colorado, why not plan for this to be your backup plan? This seems like a win-win situation for both squads, and it's a pretty big win for fans who want to travel to go see this game. You would probably have to say to Lubbock, hey, we're going to host the game, but seven hours in a car, I've done that drive as a fan. My freshman year, I went in a car and I sat 11 hours to go watch Alabama play Missouri. Fans will do that. 
And then we'll do that to especially go to a very historic college and a very historic stadium like Kyle Field. So if anything happens to where Colorado backs out or the Pac-12 says, no, we're not letting you go, I don't see why Texas Tech is not a great option to replace the Buffaloes should this happen. The other team to worry about would also be Fresno State. They're just outside of Los Angeles. They're in the California area. The whole state could say, you can play football, but you can only play against these several teams. So who would be a worthy candidate for them to face if that was the case? We'll be breaking down that name in just a quick moment. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked On Aggies. As we mentioned before, Kalen DeBoer's squad is kind of in a pickle right now. While they're in the Mountain West Conference, they're in California. So California or the entire West Coast or whoever decides to make this rule could come out and say, listen, you are allowed to play college football this year, but you're not allowed to travel to this state, this state, this state, this state, or you're only allowed to travel to these six states. Good luck. Here you go. If Texas is not on that list, that would mean Fresno State would not be able to play the Aggies on October 10th, which just so happens to be my birthday. But same time, you have to wonder what would happen if that is the case. If you're unable to see the Bulldogs come to Kyle Field, who would be a team that would work? The one team that I really like that a lot of people probably won't mention, how about Louisville? Just hear me out. What Scott Satterfield did in his first year with the team was nothing short of impressive. And, you know, while Bobby Petrino was a very sound head coach, it was time for him to go. Satterfield's been leading the Appalachian State Mountaineers to consistency for the last several seasons. He got his big chance, and he did not disappoint in his first year with the team. Louisville would be playing Boston College that weekend. And much like the West Coast, the East Coast is still heavily sedated. Everyone is still in a very much lockdown situation. But the state of Kentucky is opening up. So if Boston College also was to say, hey, listen, our area, we cannot play. And by the way, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, they host Louisville. So the game would either have to be moved to Kentucky or the game would be canceled completely. Just imagine that as a fun game. You would have another very worthy opponent, and this could be a Louisville team that ends up finishing ranked this year. So imagine if you have a win over a ranked team. You're already going to have to try and beat an Auburn, an LSU, an Alabama that's going to be ranked. You cannot rule out, I think, Mississippi State. I don't think you can rule out South Carolina if Holinsky takes that next step. You probably can, but I really wouldn't. Colorado, that's another team. Again, if they, if they play, they do. If they don't, they don't. So you already have to have probably three wins against ranked opponents. Is that going to be enough to show the committee, hey, we are a top four team in the nation? When you have other teams, such as Georgia, who are going to be facing very similar situations, such as Alabama facing very similar situations, even Texas could be facing a very similar situation. You throw Louisville into the mix, and if they start the season really hot, how they kind of did last year, this could be a very fun game. Personally, I think this could be a really fun game to watch. And 
it would make sense in the schedule because both these teams are playing opponents who are on opposite sides of the country and more than likely do not want to travel. And technically, when you really think about it, Louisville is in the Southeast. They're just not Kentucky. Because Kentucky's in the SEC. But Louisville's right outside. And I'm not saying they should join the SEC at all, but what I am saying is, if you put them in the mix, if Boston College wants out, it's still geographically possible to say, hey, we're playing a team inside of our region. And I don't think the NCAA could have any faults with that. An 8-4 finish last year for Louisville, a 7-5 finish for Texas A&M. Both are hoping to make that next jump. I think that Fisher needs to make that next jump more than Satterfield does. But if both those games were to get canceled, but Louisville still is safe and they're able to play football, even if you had to make the trip up, which A&M fans I know would hate, and I don't think that that's going to happen that way, but... If you had to make the trip up, even, maybe it would work. But more importantly, Kentucky fans are passionate. And in recent memory, especially since the Lamar Jackson and Teddy Bridgewater era, Louisville football has become a very sound program. Not just by coaching, but by players. I mean, those are the two big names, but Devontae Parker is another name that played there that consistently are standout guys. Why not just give them a chance? That's me personally. Why not just consider what could happen if that was the case? Again, all this is speculation. What we do know now is that Bjork is trying to open up the facilities on June 1st for his players. But just because if he's trying to does not mean the rest of the country has to. But I do know for a fact that college football will be played in some capacity this year. Whether it be teams saying, you know what? We will release players. They can immediately join. We will not give them the waiver ban. They can go join if they want to go play. They can sit out this year. We will automatically not count it against them. And you could have a smaller FBS. You could. Maybe you even have lesser bowl games. But football will be played in some capacity this year. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. And make sure you're listening to all of our great sister shows surrounding every conference, including Locked on SEC, Locked on ACC, Locked on Pac-12, Locked on Big Ten, and of course, Locked on College Football. Tomorrow, Kellen Mond. People are starting to talk a lot about him, of being possibly not just one of the better quarterbacks in the country heading into 2020, but also one of the top quarterback prospects heading into the draft. Is he? We'll compare him to the other quarterbacks in the same boat and see where he ranks among them. We'll see you tomorrow. And remember, hey, give me all. This has been Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.